Welcome to Grow Well Podcast. I'm Dusty. I'm here to hang out with you. And this podcast is all about personal growth and plant growth because I cannot help but see the incredible parallels between the two. And today we have a really fun episode. It's actually becoming one of my favorite segments and it's plantish. And my one of my very best friends, Johanna Hafner, comes on. And we today we're chatting about marriage and life and we're super experts at both of those things. So I think you'll leave this episode with perfect marriages and perfect lives. I expect nothing less. Really, I I really mean that. (laughs) But before we dive into this super serious conversation, I want to read to you a review that really, really touched me and inspired me and reminded me why I do this podcast. And it is titled My New Favorite, and it's by Green Bean 13. I mean, who would name their child Green Bean 13? I mean, let's... Come on, guys. Let's get it together. The podcast review says, love, love, love this podcast. It's got amazing plant education, but it's so much more than that. It's real life and Jesus and truth, and it's just so, so good. I'm incredibly grateful to have found this podcast, as well as Dusty's website and Instagram, also inspiring and have already changed aspects of my life in just a few short weeks I've been following and listening. She speaks like she's your friend sitting with you in her living room over a beautiful cup of coffee, and she is so honest and real, it's beyond refreshing. Follow, subscribe, you won't regret it. Thank you, Dusty. You're doing great work and impacting so many lives. Seriously, when I saw this review come in, I started crying, and that sounds like a little cheesy, but my dear friend Greenbee13, you spoke to my soul and reminded me why I'm doing this, and that is because of you guys, because I want to do my best to make you feel like I'm sitting in a living room with you, drinking a cup of Velodrome coffee and chatting about life and plants and encouraging you to invest in growing well, because you, my friend, are so worth the efforts to grow well. If you haven't already clicked subscribe and left a review, I would ask that you do that right now. Click pause, head over so you don't forget, because those reviews speak mountains to me, and it can feel kind of isolating doing this kind of job because I don't often get to hear your feedback. And I really, really want to create an incredible community of women who are intentionally growing well. Today's episode with Johanna is a really cool way that we get to kind of break from our normal agenda and get a little plenty-ish. We talk about marriage— I already told you that. We're going to fix all your marriages. Get prepped and ready. Um, It's a really fun episode. So I guess I say all that to say thank you for being here. I hope you're drinking a cup of coffee right at this very moment and that you're loving every second. And I can't wait to dive into this episode. Actually, we're going to do that right now. Cool? Does that sound good with you? Okay, let's go. So I got strep throat. Oh, no. Yeah. I've been on antibiotics for a few days now since Friday. So she just started antibiotics today. And Sutton will probably get it and Mike will probably get it. So it's just, I wish it would just all happen at once. Yep. Yeah, that would be much better. Well, I almost impulse just drove to your house yesterday. And then I was like, oh, we're coming over a head cold. I probably shouldn't. But now it's probably actually good that we did it. <laughs> yeah, because you would have gotten <laughs> more. Yeah, just more sick. <laughs> but that sounds magical. Yeah. As soon as we're not all sick, I'll impulse drive again. Okay. I started driving down the road and then I was like, well, I think I'm just going to get coffee instead because Sloan and the Iris were sneezing the whole way. And I was like, well, this is a bad idea. (laughs) But coffee. Yeah, but coffee, it's fine. (laughs) That's funny. How's stuff going for fostering? (laughs) Uh, Okay. I'm I don't know. We don't know. We're so confused. Our certifier said that she passed all of our stuff up to her supervisor and that maybe the file's all done and the supervisor just has to approve it. I'm not Mm -hmm. really sure. She didn't tell us that part and said like, we'll contact you if we have any questions about anything. They never asked us any questions. (laughs) And I haven't, I emailed her a couple times and haven't heard anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And we got everything done into them like over a month ago. So mm, I don't know. You're just like waiting. I don't know if they'll be like, okay, it's approved. Or they'll just call and be like, hey, can you take a baby today? <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of uncertainty. Can you just ask her? Like where it, is that? Oh, okay. She hasn't emailed me back. Oh, gotcha. No, you just said that. It's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> like why are you answering me? I was like, anything, any information would be great. Anything you can tell me, anything would be good. Just any. 
any words. Just <laughs> any words. Please. <laughs> yes, no, maybe. <laughs> oh, funny. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Um, Brian's still on Graveyard, and it's still crappy. Because Graveyard's yeah. still it, The way it always plays out, it's fitting that we're talking about marriage today, because I'm feeling frustrated about all the things. Um, <laughs> exactly where I should be to lead <laughs> such a topic. Um, <laughs> But I, it's hard because he doesn't bear a lot of the weight. So in his mind, things are fine. He just goes to work, comes home, sleeps, mm-hmm. goes to work, comes home. And it's like, a, it's fine. Um, he knows that it's hard for me, but for him, it's not hard. And then yeah. for me, it's really hard because I see him for like 20 minutes every day. But mm-hmm. it's such stressful 20 minutes. That's like, wait, did you get my lunch packed? And I'm like, no, I didn't know you wanted me to pack a lunch. And then it's like this whole, everything is like really. Oh, yeah. And the girls want to play with him and hug him and be with him but he's like also has to like get on his uniform and like get a lunch pack that I didn't know I should have packed before. Like, <laughs> so it's just chaos. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm ready for it to be over, but we have at least two to three months and possibly another year. So it's fine. I'm- of the same shift. Yeah. The, they bid for shifts. So he bidding has to be is paused right now. And it's based on seniority because there's like specialty positions open. And so but first, all the specialty positions have to be filled before they know who's left to bid for the other shifts. Um, okay. Now that I've explained the horrors involved with graveyard for me and my daughters, Brian will not be bidding for a graveyard shift, which he was going to originally, and I about lost my mind. I was like, no, veto. If you get forced to do it, I will just be the most joyful, grateful wife. I will do my very best. But if you bid for that and then we get it, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not at all happy. Yeah. So that's good. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we're good. Things are good. <laughs> Things are really good, more or less. Just like that adds stress to everything. Yeah. And then an entire season of that. I totally get it. Yeah. It's just a lot. The good thing is, is he has long weekends, but because he's on graveyard, the first day of the week of the weekend, is him adjusting to regular, and then the last day is him getting back to graveyard. So you have like one day. Yeah, like one or two, depending on. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he's had to work so it's holiday season, so there's tons of people taking time off, which is fine. We're doing going to do the same thing, but then yeah. there's so much overtime that has to be filled. So he's working graveyard and working three or four hours overtime, two to three depending on the day, sometimes more, sometimes less. But yeah, I'm about ready to. I'm very grateful we get paid well. Otherwise, I would not be here for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds crazy. But right now, he's on a weekend, so... Because his schedule's weird, and even though it's... I don't even know the day of the week. Wednesday, I think? It's Tuesday today. It's Tuesday. But because of podcasting magic, it will be Monday when this live goes live. <laughs> it's Monday today. It's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a coffee pack? No, <laughs> I have I have nothing, and I know I was like, "Let's do it tomorrow," so I have more time to think. And then I was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's fine." <laughs> I also don't have a plant fact, except I was thinking like frantically in my mind before I got on this call. I was like, "Crap!" I told Joe she had a coffee bag, and I don't have a plant fact. I was thinking, what can I like muster out of my brain? And I'm pretty sure it was basil is used, was used in Rome and Greece as a symbol of like love. Like if you liked a girl or a guy, probably mostly the opposite, like the first one, I mean, a guy mm-hmm. would give a girl like sprigs of basil to be like, hey, P.S., I have a crush on you. Well, that's cute. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or if I just made this fact up in my mind. That's possible. <laughs> I can remember somewhere. <laughs> Nothing but science here on Grow Well Podcast. Um, that also happens with coffee beans. So Yeah, I mean, modernly today. No, ancient times. Oh, okay. No, I'm- <laughs> in, in Rome. <laughs> I was like, yeah, tell me all about this cool fact. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we're so good at this. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Coffee's delicious. And it's difficult for me, even when training people to remember that not everybody has like worked in coffee for 10 years. Right, so I'm yeah. like, wouldn't they already know all that? Yeah. Fair enough. They don't. Right. I know. I forget. 
I just think it's normal, common knowledge. We were talking about brew methods with my grandma, who listens to the podcast, so grandma, you're an Hey, grandmoms. <laughs> we were talking about the difference between, like, AeroPress and pour-overs and, like, how they extract different and like highlight different flavors and not extract different. All the flavors are already there, but like highlight different flavor profiles in the coffee. And it was a really good conversation. That's really cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Speaking of coffee and marriage. Yes. So. Perfect segue. Oh my gosh. It's like you're a natural podcaster. Okay. <laughs> um, there are certain days when I wake up first and we'll make coffees and then Mike will wake up first and make coffee. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, it's very difficult in marriage to find a balance between letting the other person do stuff nice for you and being like, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yes. yes. I'm like whispering because he's... (laughs) Because then he's not subscribed to this podcast. Because they're doing doing something good, but you're like, should I even say anything? Because I'm just really grateful. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's really nice. But also, it doesn't taste right. Oh, super control freak. So I was like, so babe, we got to talk about the coffee again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> again. And guess what? He wasn't doing a bloom pour on our pour overs. My heart broke. He was like, oh no, I never do that. <sighs> that is sad. I know. My heart sunk. Yeah, that's very important. I know. I feel personally <laughs> offended. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Brian and I both have similarly like coffee is the same for us. We both value it equally. So we both take the time to make it. Brian is like a little bit, I care more about the flavor and Brian cares more about the precision of it all. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. So I can eyeball it because I do the same way every day. So like I already know how much it weighs. I already know how much water I'm using. Sometimes I accidentally pour too much because I get a little carried away because I like watching the coffee like bloom and like yeah, I love watching the colors. It's just so pretty. It's just beige and brown. <laughs> just going. Yeah, I just have so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Brian wants to like measure everything. He measures the coffee. He measures the beef. Oh, I'm sure you guys are like the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm just wondering why that's not normal though. <laughs> yeah, you're type one on the Enneagram. Yeah. You're like the poster child for type one. <laughs> Sure am. Sure am. Well, I like things to be particular, but not because that's the right way or the wrong way, but because I'm worried people will think if I do it wrong, then they're going to be like, that idiot Dusty doesn't know how to do a bloom pour. What the heck? When you said you were a two, I know it's like whatever to you. Yeah, I feel meh about the Enneagram, but only because I feel similarly about the like five love languages. Which is something, some, a question a listener asked about. Hannah is also one of the, my Get Plenty students. Um, like, but we, we can talk about that in a second. I feel similarly about both because they're both really good tools and they're both rooted in really good intentions, but people get real carried away. And yeah. the five love languages isn't quite as trendy, so I'm, we're all over it in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Enneagram is like over the top trendy. I guarantee you if an Instagram account starts doing like your, if I was to post houseplants, like based on your Enneagram type, I guarantee you, I would go straight up to like 10,000 followers. I know yeah. that. So I, I don't want to do that just cause I don't really care about it. It's not my brand. It's whatever. But if I wanted a quick 5,000 followers yep. <laughs> or 50,000 followers, that's the way to do it. That would be the strategy. Yep, yep, and yep. I think there's a lot of value in it in that like it is a really good tool, but that's what it is, where it's where the value is. Your life shouldn't be structured after it. Yep. Yeah. In um, The Forge, it's like a Christian entrepreneurial membership community that I'm a part of and I like help manage and do stuff. And they have an episode on their podcast um, about the Enneagram and it's really brief and it's really good. But I, And I like that perspective. Um, is that Lila's? Yeah, Lila's podcast, yeah. Um, and the, the our guest, I think her first name is Beth, and I think her Instagram account is Your Enneagram Coach. Oh, I love and I that. Really like, yeah, I really like the content that she posts and the, the content she shares because she shares mm-hmm. it like from a God is first, and these are tools to grow closer to him. And I Yeah, just, yeah. But I'm a two, wing three, I think. And that's where that like, I wanted things to be orderly, but for different motivations than someone who's a one would yeah yeah 
Let's talk about love languages. I feel like that's a really good beginning place. Okay, to- so I never jumped on that trend. I never read that book. Okay. I the book. Are you even a Christian? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not by American standards. <laughs> so do you know all the five love languages? Because it's pretty yes. easy to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure, but then aren't... This is the way the Enneagram is weird, like you're saying, because mm-hmm. everybody could be like, well, I'm kind of all of them. Well, I think everybody is all of them because yeah. we all want to feel loved and like a well-rounded. In so many world. ways. Yeah. 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 I struggle because um, Mike's is so obvious and I'm really bad at his. Mm-hmm. So what are his? Um, Words. Words of affirmation. affirmation. That's the biggest. That's like super big. And I'm so horrible at it because I'm like why you need to know stuff all the time, you know, why (laughs) you need that all the time. Yeah. I really struggle with it. So that's fun, but I don't know. I feel like, I don't know for myself, time, quality time. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. I was going to ask if yours was either quality time or um, acts of service. I think quality time. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think mine is um, an equal parts tie of words of affirmation and quality time. Mm. acts of service are also really valuable to me and really important and all the other ones they all matter they're all important for like healthy relationships but the ones that are like the most important to me are probably words of affirmation like if brian tells me he's proud of me i'm like sobbing on the floor i'm like you love me so much don't you i'm like so happy (laughs) okay cool i will put that in my pocket and use that (laughs) yeah but i think brian's is um I think it's, he says it's words of affirmation, but I think his is quality time. And he says mine is quality time, but I say mine is words of affirmation. So clearly like they all matter to both of us. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I think it's interesting that you're like giving love language can be separate than you're receiving. And it's also different than what other people want. Yeah, I understand. Yes. Uh So like me showing you love would probably be like buying a really special gift, but like that wouldn't necessarily be the way somebody else would perceive it. So I might get hurt because somebody's not really excited that I spent all this time putting my love into this, but they're like, I don't want this. I want something different. Like you love me. So that's super fun. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what the, that's where the value of the, this tool ends is like, I think yeah. the value lies in like just being mindful that even though it's not what you perceive it to be, yeah. like, that is meant to be an act of love. Like, can we just mm-hmm. look past the thing? And then for people we're trying to build really intentional relationships with like our spouses, how can we be intentional to try and give that person that kind of love that they do really want? Yeah. That's yeah. Very wise. Thanks. I mean, I'm the wisest in the land, so that's why I'm super proud of you. (laughs) Thanks. I'm just so happy to be here and be a part of this, and I love you so much. (laughs) I can't. I cannot. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. What do you guys do for like? Um, one of the questions I got from actually two different people was how you balance like intimacy and like. I don't think they just mean like sex specifically, but I think that's a piece of it. And like (laughs) friendship, like intimate moments with your spouse when you have tiny humans that you're responsible for. Also referred lovingly as kids. Oh man. Isn't that the hardest? (laughs) I don't even, I don't even know. I think the first thing that I would like all brand new parents to know is that you don't need to have a regular date night to have a thriving marriage. Yes. Like it's good and I want you to have that, but that is not the backbone of a healthy. Yeah. And you shouldn't try and save all of those moments for when you're alone at a restaurant across the table because then you're just waiting forever. How did you guys, wait, specifically, what did you talk about? It's just been a long, like, Mike will be like, I want to, I want to go on a date because he wants that connection. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just not realistic to like wait that long. Can we just like talk right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And and connect right now. So it's been a lot of like learning that those are like more special times. And even if we're not having really deep conversations while we're on a date, we're having those at uh, other times. Mm-hmm. So the connection's still always there. 
And also there's a lot of seasons that change where you might not be super intimate. It's just how it is with children. You're not connecting super deeply because you have little kids around all the time. Yep. That's just life. Right now it's hard because Mike and I like really get frustrated because I swear as soon as we start talking, our kids are like, hey, oh my gosh, <laughs> why are you guys in here alone? Can we bug you? Sure. Sure. That's what I was really hoping. That's why I went in my room. So you would come in here and talk to me. You guys didn't even care about us till we <laughs> left you alone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I think there has to be a lot of like stealing away moments where you're like, this four seconds while they're playing alone is going to be the time where we're talking. And don't check on them first. Just, just have the moment. If you go in there and check on those kids, moment they're really. coming after you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They will suddenly need gummies and water and juice and everything you own. I did see a thing that said, like, if you want your kids to leave you alone for a few minutes, just say, everybody, we're going to vacuum. And they all disappear. <laughs> like, so we're going to something right now. And they just go away. I haven't tried it yet, but I might. My kids are suddenly afraid of the vacuum. Yeah, their kids are weird. I have vacuumed their entire life. Why would they suddenly... Sloan will just scream. She just goes, I feel mad! And screams at the vacuum. I love her. That's fantastic. We've been working on her saying, I feel mad, instead of just screaming out of anger. And That's but, awesome. And she does it, but it's just screaming, I feel mad now. Sure. So we're getting, we're getting there. It's progress. Still not the, the ideal, but... Sexy-born kids are rough <laughs> i yesterday i out of nowhere she crosses her arms up way high on her little chest because she's a tiny baby well she's two but she's tiny and i was like sloan what's going on she goes i feel mad and i was like oh i'm sorry what do you want to talk about why you feel mad and she goes animals i was like are you mad at the animals or are you mad because you want an animal and she goes at the animals and i was like you're mad at all the animals and she goes only elephants and then walks away. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I don't really. <laughs> okay, Sloan. Do they even know? Like, <laughs> no, I don't think. I think that's her response anytime I'm like, what's going on? Or how are you feeling? Animals. Thank they you. They just know. are so frustrating, mom. Yeah, she just suddenly got so, and nothing happened. Like, Sloan, Iris wasn't even near her to like annoy her. Like, nobody was around. Just elephants. It was just me and her at home. She just thought they about elephants and got mad. They exist and she hates them. Yeah, which is funny because they're also her favorite animal. I think she just has so much love for them, it manifests into anger. Yes. I really 100% because she's been mad about elephants for a while. Does she have pretend elephants? Yeah, she has like one little plastic elephant. And she always says her favorite animal is an elephant, but when she acts like an animal, she acts like a cat. And I'm like, how come you're not an elephant? Elephants are your favorite. And she goes, meow. (laughs) All right. Good chat. (laughs) She needs to see an elephant more. Oh, kids are weird. She has so many loud emotions. Yes, she does. Anyways, I was going to say, bringing it back around, one of my favorite ways to like be have intimacy within a marriage while your kids are on literally everything around you and slash sitting on your lap is just holding hands. It's like the simplest, tiniest, Ooh. easiest little thing. But Brian and I just stopped holding hands for a long time. And now if I'm like sitting on the couch, I try and hold his hand or for like walking in the grocery store, can't mm. hold his hand for very long before you're like running after a toddler. But it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think the biggest piece, and especially when you have tiny kids, is just adjusting your expectations of what intimacy yeah. looks like. Yeah, for sure. One of the things we do is questions, which I know we've shared about before, and that's could be easily tailored to make it more intimate if you tailor the other questions to be questions that specifically speak to like your love language or like prioritizing something that's important to you. Oh, this is a good one. Somebody asked, what is one thing that we both struggle with and then one thing we're both strong in? I'm assuming they just mean us, you and I. Right, right. That's just what you. I would like to answer because Brian's not here to defend himself and I, <laughs> he hums too loudly. He would agree with Always that. whistling. He does always whistle and or hum or sing like one line of the chorus over and 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 over again. Mike does that. <laughs> crazy. Like anything else. Any other parts, any other, literally anything else. The rest of the song. I'll just start singing the rest of the song to like hopefully spur them down the line a little bit. Iris gets like physically mad that he does that. It bothers her. 
Like, it bothers me too, but I've, like, lived with it for a long time now. I've known him for, like, 11 years or something. So it's just, like, a thing he does. But Iris has only been on this earth for three years, and it is still fresh for her. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. She was so mad. Today, after Brian picked her up from preschool, she marched her little butt upstairs and sat and crossed her arms and goes, Dad keeps singing. I need to hide. And I was like, oh. Jeez. Okay. Sounds like my kids are angry all the time. They're not, but no, 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 elephants no. and singing are really... Really frustrating things. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's our mad all the time. So. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. They are. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, wait. elephants. Joe, were you paying attention? They're mad because of elephants. Mm-hmm. What is something that you struggle with in, like, the marriage arena? Since I put you on the spot. <laughs> you go. Okay. Uh, something I struggle with is I expect, like, those moments that we do get away like a little date or something or like a sit down conversation when we like finally have a second to like talk in the house and the girls are upstairs doing whatever they do. I expect it to like be the thing that like revolutionizes our marriage and we're like going to be become like the best versions of ourselves in this like 30 minute conversation and everything will be fine. I just want it to be like magic. I don't know. Magic. Yeah. I want like, I don't know. I just have very high expectations. And then Brian is like, switches the subject really fast and I'm instantly pissed. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like we did not get to that moment of like personal clarity and like unification. And I get so frustrated and I couldn't put my finger on why I get so bad when he switches the subjects until like I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, oh, it's because I like have so many expectations that on this, maybe, maybe my physical, my, or maybe my love language really is quality time. Because I have very high expectations. For your quality time spent. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, yeah, same. I think that's why dates always frustrate me because we'll, if we go out to like eat at a dinner, if there's anything on any screen, we're both like watching that and then we don't talk. Or like when we do talk, we talk about like nap time. Always to the kids, yeah. Yeah, we just go right back to the kids. I heard somebody say they wrote down a bunch of questions before they went on a date, like separately, and then just ask those questions. And then, I thought that was so smart. So one time Brian and I just Googled like 50 questions to ask your spouse. And it yeah, was yeah, yeah. super fun. I've done that too. That's pretty cool. It's so hard because when they're little, that's like your life though. So it's really hard to talk about other things sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's good that it's your life. It, like, I think pe- there's a lot of pressure to like, you yeah. can do all the things and guess what you can't. That you is can't. why Jesus died for us. Yes. <laughs> You can. That's why you have a partner. And that's right, why you yeah. have friends and family. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Something I'm horrible at is being wrong and apologizing. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I apologize for everything. I'm like, oh, I bought broccoli. I'm so sorry. I don't wait. Did you want broccoli? Did I buy enough broccoli or is this too little broccoli? This is literally a conversation we had a few days. You're totally a two. That's fine. I really am though. Okay, tell me about how you're bad at apologizing. Oh, I just, I'm right. I'm, I'm right. Okay. I'm right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad. And it's, it's like, I know. It's, it's just weird. So this is something that actually the Enneagram has helped me with because to me, it's a moral thing to be wrong, even if it's about something stupid. Yeah. I just like being wrong equals about anything or I messed up equals I suck as a person. Like in gotcha. in total, I'm horrible altogether. Wrong, immoral. I, like it's bad. Yeah. So if I start to, I'll just unravel and I just suck at everything because I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not at a point where I'm like, yeah, that was wrong. There's some things that I'm like, okay, sorry. But for the most part, it's like, Ugh. if I'm wrong, then I suck. Like, I, right. I, if I'd be wrong in this, that means I did something morally wrong. So my apologies more sound like explanations mm. than apologies. So That's how Brian apologizes to me and I just get yeah. – Or he'll say to it's me – And he doesn't bad. mean it out of anger or, like, meanness. I think he is trying to, trying to apologize, but I yes. don't receive it as an apology. He'll say something like, I'm sorry you feel X, Y, Z, or I'm sorry you blah, blah, blah. And I'm like – oh, I feel this way because you, and then I just like unload on him. Cause he's yeah. not like take in my mind, it's not him like taking credit for his wrong. It's him like yeah. saying I did all the things wrong. Yeah. But in his mind, he's trying to be like, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. And he just isn't finding the words cause he hates the apology part. Yep. 
Because I think his, his heart posture is really trying to like, hey, I'm really sorry. I just screwed that up. Yeah. But it does not come out that way and I get real pissed. Yeah. I do the I'm sorry um, you feel this way thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was listening to – have you heard um, – there's a podcast called Nobody Talks About This by Elise Grice and Scott. I thought there was going to be more. Yeah, there is. It's <laughs> no, you, I thought that was the preface to the name of the podcast. So that's oh, fun. No, the podcast name is Nobody Talks About This. And I Perfect. haven't listened to all of it. It's really, there's only like six episodes, but they're all really long. And as a husband and wife talking about things people don't often talk about as the name yeah. is. And one right. of them was they talked about therapy and mental health and apologizing, like all of those things. And it's like a really long very intentional conversation. It was really good. I learned a lot. Um, and one of the things they talked about was apology languages and like the way people say expo- apologies and they receive apologies. I'll put a link to it in the show notes for everybody, but it's a really good, uh, I feel like I learned a lot from it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And that was one of the things, like some people need to feel like the person is taking credit for making them feel a certain way. And some people need to feel like they're taking accountability for the actual action. Okay, I see. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Interesting. And I want somebody to take like accountability, not for making me feel the way, because that's all on me. I already feel guilty for feeling bad about it. Like, I don't really need you to apologize. I just want you to apologize for the thing. I was just thinking today, since I've been thinking a lot about marriage over the last two days, um, <laughs> about how Brian and I have wanted to forever to do marriage counseling, not because we have anything wrong, but just because we want to have a good marriage. And I know you guys did marriage counseling. Tell me about how you started that process. Like pre-marriage or during? Yeah, uh, already marriage, not premarital. Okay. Um, well, it was good. What did you ask? Like, how did you even start the process? Like, I don't feel like I even would know what, how to begin. Do you just go, I need a marriage counselor in Google? How do you find it? We had like a, we had big things. There were things that led you us to- You were working on specific problems. We needed to go. Yeah. So Mike asked someone in our church about just in general, just opened up to somebody about things and they recommended a counselor for us. And then we just called him, started seeing him on a more regular basis. How long did you guys go for? Quite a few months, four months. Okay. Oh, every week, every other week. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was good though. Yes. Like in the end, the end result was good. Yes. 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 I've heard I you, I've heard you talk, it. sing its praises like a thousand times. So. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen that image of a person talking to a therapist and it's all the balls of yarn? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, it's this, it's two women, I believe. And they're like, um, conversation things out of their head, conversation bubbles. Yeah. The person talking to the therapist has like yarn all tangled in theirs and then it's going into the therapist ones in like neatly rolled yarn balls. And it's uh-huh. like, that's the most accurate description. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Because obviously that's why they go to school because <laughs> they're amazing at just figuring out what you mean, what you're trying to say, what's going on mm-hmm. with, even if you say it all jumbled, somehow they'll be like, is this what you're saying is the problem? And you're like, yeah. How did you even know? <laughs> it's nothing yeah. like said, but that's exactly what I meant. So it was just a way better way for us to communicate, talk to somebody about things. And we saw somebody that was a believer. So they had a lot of examples from the Bible to pull for us, which was super great. Not always, actually, maybe not ever marriage relationships, but like just normal relationships. Right. It was really, really, really cool. That is awesome. That is really cool. How did you feel going into it? Like counseling? I felt like we had to, or or our marriage would implode. There was like this, we have to do this. Or like, I don't, uh, it feels weird. Cause like, I don't think I would ever leave, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't feel that desire, but at this point, like it would be, it, we would be roommates or we could fix this. Is how, you know, cause I would leave you, but also I cannot anymore. We have to fix it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did it. I would feel really scared about the process. I mean, we, there's like crap in our marriage. No marriage is like perfect. So I know that there, I can already know in my mind the things that are going to come up that we always, we fight about the same thing over and over again until you go crazy. Hence marriage counseling. (laughs) I just feel like I would feel a lot of like shame 
that's my like default emotion is like just to feel all the guilt and all the shame for all the things. Mm. I would just go into it feeling like scared, I guess. Well, that's the enemy if I've ever heard it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's me believing a big fat lie. Yeah. <laughs> I do really want to. And I, but I'm worried. I think I'm like psyching myself up. I'm like worried. I, uh, I want to want to it cause I want the like end result, but I'm scared of the like, Oh, the hard the stuff. Steps. The like, I'm not so much scared about the like conversations with Brian. That sounds fine. And I'm mm-hmm. not scared about like talking about those things with a third person. That's yeah. also fine with me, but I'm scared yeah. about the like making the appointment. I don't know what it is. My mind, like, I who do I call? What if I set up an appointment with somebody who is ridiculous and we have to, like, do those first initial steps, like, again and again and again and again, which is a possibility. I know the answer is I just need to, like, get over myself, put my big girl panties on and do it, but... Well, you could ask, too, around for the area if you have trusted people that may know somebody. That might be better than just being, like, Christian marriage counselor, and then you end up with some guy that believes women should be slaves in the kitchen, you know? Right. Yeah. And then I don't want that. Yeah. No, no, I don't want want that. Really don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea to ask somebody. I don't know who I'd ask, but I'll just keep praying about it. God's a good person to ask. (laughs) Yeah. I'll ask, I'll ask God. (laughs) Yeah. That's probably a good plan. (laughs) Good please. (laughs) What is something you guys do for funsies? I'm really embarrassed. I just said funsies. I would like to strike. What? But for fun. No. Funsies is fantastic. I don't know why that makes me feel funny, but I like saying samesies a lot. But maybe it's because like, there's three S's in there. That's fun. Totes. <laughs> Totes. <laughs> no, I love it. I love funsies. Okay. Um, for funsies, what do we do? You know, rest is really difficult for Mike. <sighs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. We married our, like, ourselves. Our, our, we, our we, we swapped. Yeah. Rest is hard for me as well is what I'm trying to Which get. Which is nice. Like we, I should come to you more and be like, how would you, how would you like me to talk to you if this happened? And then I could just do that with Mike. That's actually really smart. <laughs> I don't know why we haven't done that. We should be each other counselors. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. It's really difficult to do things together alone mm-hmm. or funsies, you know, but I think it would be like traveling or just going and eating and drinking at places because we love coffee and food. That would be it. I am so beyond honored and proud to introduce to you a new sponsor of Grow Well Podcast, and that is Velodrome Coffee Company. I have personally spent my own money on Velodrome Coffee Beans for well over three years. I have a subscription, so every two weeks I get a brand new fresh bag of Velodrome Coffee delivered to my door, and it's one of my favorite things. Honestly, if I could get it every single week, Oh, you bet your booty I would. I personally drink my coffee black and I brew it on a Hario pour over and it's my favorite. What I love about Velodrome coffee goes a lot deeper than just the flavor, though. Let me tell you, it's pretty incredible and it's the coffee I recommend to everybody. The reason I love Velodrome coffee so much is because they only buy from farmers that they know personally and they buy seasonally to have the freshest green coffee available and then they roast it carefully and they flush it with nitrogen gas to preserve freshness for up to 100 days when the bag is still sealed. So even if I get my coffee and for whatever crazy reason I have more coffee left over from a previous bag, which literally never happens, that coffee would remain fresh and delicious for up to 100 days, which is pretty incredible. The staleness of coffee drastically decreases how delicious it is. And so the fresher we can keep it, the better. And guys, they really mean it when they say they personally know the farmers that they buy their coffee beans from. They know them by name. They have shaken their hands and they have gone and visited these farms because it is so important to each of the employees at Velodrome Coffee, particularly the co-owners, that they have fairly made coffee, that they're Workers are treated with dignity and respect and are paid fairly. And it's incredible to me to see the way that such a small coffee shop is employing this mission that will eventually create worldwide change. It seems like a small thing, but I need you to recognize how incredibly big it is. If you are ready for delicious coffee, if you are ready to make a big difference in the world through a small purchase of coffee that supports small business owners literally around the world, I would suggest you head to velodromecoffee.com and order a bag of coffee. What I love is if you're not ready to invest in like a monthly subscription, which is not a lot of money, I'm pretty sure it's $20 a month to get 
one bag of coffee every month. But you could also just order one single bag, test it, and see if you like it. One of the things I really love is that they constantly have new roasts in and from new farms. Because they roast seasonally, there's a variety of flavors. So maybe you don't super love the preferences of one kind of coffee, but you're going to really love the preferences of another. They always have the tasting notes on the bags and in the descriptions so that you can pick a bag of coffee that you are going to love and feel really, really proud to support. Head to velodromecoffee.com to grab your bag of coffee. And then when you do, tell them that Dusty sent you because I cannot stop bragging about how incredible they are. All right, back to the show. Also, something that's fantastic is giving somebody time to go do something they love because I love going to my class if I get to go to my class and Mike loves going to the gym, if he has a chance to go to the gym and it also like clears both of our brains from stuff because you get so much out when you're working out. So that's difficult. If we could do something together, if we could go rock climbing together, that could be our thing, but we can't. You guys used to, right? We did a couple times. He used to do it a lot more, but actually super gross. His toe got infected. So uh. he can't wear those shoes because they're really, really tight around your toes and you have to shove toes into these really small spaces. So it's just not good for health reasons. So that sucks. Oh God, he loves that. I know. I know it sucks so bad. It's classic. What do you guys do for fun? Um, we cook things and then we eat them and then we watch people cook them. I love it. Yeah. We really also like board games. We're like big board game people. Mm. It's like drinking, like making drinks, yeah, right? We, yeah, and I think that because it falls into the category of food. Like we really like recipes and baking and cooking. It's like a creative outlet for both of us, but it has boundaries around it so it doesn't get crazy, which is why I think, yeah, we both really like making drinks. We both really like cooking. We both really love watching cooking shows and then board games. What's your favorite cooking show? The Great British Baking Show. I knew it. I knew it. I didn't need to ask. It would be everybody's favorite cooking show. Another, we actually have a couple of others that we always recommend to people on Netflix's like documentary. Food documentaries are amazing. They're so good. They're so interesting. They're so fun. The one we really like is Chef's Table. And then there's another one called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And it's by this woman. I can't remember her name, but she's Greek and amazing. And I want to hug her. She's, she's like our age, maybe a little bit older. A little bit older, um, but our generation. It's really good. There's four episodes, and they each cover, like, one of those elements in the title. But it's really good. It's super fun. And I feel like I learned things about cooking, and I I guess that's kind of the point. But it's fun because it goes into the, like, culture of it and the history of it. You learn a lot about the people group. It's really interesting. It's called Salt, Acid, Fat, Heat. Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. It's in one of those orders. Just type those four words into the Google machine. You'll find it. Salt. I'll just type salt in. Maybe a yeah. shot. There is actually also a food Netflix show called Salt. No, wait. That is not a Netflix show. Well, that's a movie that's intense. I'm pretty sure it's like an action movie. Yeah, Angelina Jolie is in that. Angelina just- Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> there is something that has another one that we watch all the time that has something I can't remember. Oh, Ugly Delicious. Ooh. It's um. He does a lot of. He's. I think he's Korean. And so it has a lot of Asian-influenced foods, but he also does one on Domino's. Like, it's really, really fun. Pizza? Yeah, like the pizza. And he talks about why this is a really cool invention, and, like, he looks at, like, the different kinds of pizza and compares it to Domino's. It's just, like, a really fun... It's called Ugly Delicious. Cool. I should probably... Do, I love cooking shows, but I, I just go to Chopped. Chopped's... Chopped is really fun. We like Chopped. But the documentaries sound cool, and I would they enjoy are fun. And the, I like them because it, it's not like the documentaries our grandparents used to watch. They're, like, trendy cool. and fun yeah. and entertaining, and there's still, like, a storyline. And Yeah. Ugly Delicious is a really good one. We watched all those real fast. Okay. We'll have to try it. We watch a lot of the Planet documentaries on Netflix with the girls. Oh, if we're yeah. all watching something, because we don't want to watch. Did you so watch you the birds one? I don't know. There's one about birds that just came out. It's like always on our featured thing in Netflix, but it's called like the dance or dance of the birds or something like that. Uh, oh no, but I know what you're talking about. But it's, so it's beautiful because the birds are gorgeous. Some of these birds I've never seen before, like even in pictures. So it was really fun, but it's all about like the mating rituals that these birds have. And I didn't realize that. And I like just put the documentary on and left and came back and this bird is attacking another bird. 
because they're like meeting. But it's like a group experience. And poor Iris is watching this like, mom, they're hurting her. They're hurting that bird. And it's like freaking out. It's like, I'm so sorry. And like I'm running to the TV. <laughs> just mom of the year award. Just birds having sex right on the screen. Oh, that's horrifying. But it that's looks like this bird is getting like abused, like attacked. It's okay. horrifying. I can't get into animal sex because I think they're all being hurt, basically. They're always attacking the girls. I can't. I cannot. Yeah. It makes me so uncomfortable and mad. <laughs> Leave that duck alone. Oh, ducks are. Have you seen the, like, the YouTube, whatever it's called? I'll send it to you. It's about ducks, and it's hilarious. They also do one on Morgan Freeman and frogs. Love him. It's super funny. What is it called? True Facts. It's called True Facts. Look up True Facts about Morgan Freeman. It's so funny. And then there's like True Facts about ducks and True Facts about frogs. It's like um, little mini documentaries about a specific animal or a topic like Morgan Freeman. And the narrator's voice is hilarious. It's so funny. Don't start with the frogs one. It's super gross. You'll be mad you watched it. Okay. The Praying Mantis one is my favorite. Oh, I love those. Praying Mantis are so cool. The, it's super funny. I'll send you a link when we're done so you can watch it right away. Okay. You have to watch this. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty much out of shows. I keep finishing them all. Have you started watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? We haven't. But we don't have Amazon anymore. Oh my gosh. Do you want my information? I can hook you up. You have to watch it. The new season is coming out in December. <laughs> I am counting down days. Except that okay. I don't know how many days, but I know it's soon. But you're counting them. I'm, yeah. Six plus something. Six plus. I don't know what day of the week it is. It's Wednesday, remember? Or Tuesday? I don't know. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Which just brings us full circle right back to the top of the show. <laughs> it's hard to know the days of the week. Brian never has the same weekends. It's rough. You don't need to know, except your kid goes to school. Except, so you, yeah, probably, except my you know. Kid. Well, that's all I got on marriage. I feel like we really fixed everybody's marriages and everybody should have thriving marriages after listening to this conversation. I'm not sure what we even talked about or if any of it was helpful, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my favorite pieces of marriage advice is a good way to end is only one of you can be crazy at a time. And I feel like that's, that's so true. It's so true. Cause even if you're the crazy one and you're like thinking to yourself, I can't be crazy right now and overreact because this person's being crazy. Then at least one of you was calm. Even if you're really the crazy one, it doesn't matter because one of you is being calm. It's my favorite piece of advice. Anytime somebody asks me for advice, that's what I tell them. This. This is all you need to know. Yeah. Only one of you is allowed to be crazy at a time. We've used that in a different word sense. I'll be like, just let me have this, okay? I get get to do this now. Dibs on the crazy. You need to let Jill, you get tomorrow. Excellent wives. (laughs) So good at our, our everything we do. Yeah. Especially preparing for podcasts. Especially that. That is where we excel in the most. <laughs> the highest. The most. I will say one piece that about marriage that Brian and I have good at in some seasons and are crappy at in others is like praying together. Oh, yeah. Horrible. It, yeah. It's really hard because if you can't have a moment alone to talk to each other, how do you have a moment alone to pray? And then somebody was like, well, do you really need a moment alone to pray? Shouldn't, is it okay if your kids are like hanging on you while you're trying to pray? And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that is okay. I suppose well, they will hear me over the screams. Sure, but then <laughs> your, your whole prayer would probably be like, please help me be patient right now because my kids are driving me crazy while they're hanging on me while I'm trying to pray to you. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Thank you for giving me this opportunity to use my patience. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning so much while I'm praying. This has been very insightful. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so get and then they wouldn't even want to touch you anymore you know no. and then when you're done your kids are like bye yeah bye <laughs> that's hard the praying thing i'm with you man mm-hmm. nope. we used to be so good at it before kids it's funny because we think oh we don't have time for it but that's the first thing that goes when really it's this is probably the time when we need that the most like when god is really needing us to lean into him and i don't have a good answer for how to fix that except that i know there's times that we can and it's us thinking we can't like it's us believing lies thinking that oh we're too busy or oh our kids are too crazy or and then yep. we sit down and watch five episodes of ugly delicious <laughs> we're like that's a good place to start it's so true it hurts yeah <laughs> uh. yeah so that's the homework start praying more i could add that into our rotation of questions but then it's too accountable isn't it 
Oh, no, that'd be good, I guess. Maybe we'd have to change. I met in my rotation of questions with Brian, but I could ask oh, you okay. every month okay, on the good. podcast in a very public yeah. setting, if you'd like. Keep it in your questions okay. with Brian. I love that for you guys. Love that journey for you. Love that journey. Well, I think it's safe to say that all of our marriages are now flawless. I think we've solved all of those things, and now you know exactly how to uh, do marriage. I mean, you're welcome for that crash course. In all seriousness, I do think that you've learned a little bit that um, from mine and Johanna's stories, and if anything gets your wheels turning and like thinking, how can you be intentional about um, whether you're married or you're in a dating relationship? How can you be intentional going forward to prioritize growing well, both as an individual and as a as a team, as a partnership? Before you head out, I want to encourage you to head to velodromecoffeecompany.com to grab some of the best coffee your mouth will ever taste. And I mean that very seriously. I really mean it when I say I've been drinking this coffee for over three years. I am their longest subscriber to their coffee subscription box. And actually, Bryce, one of the co-owners and co-founders of Velodrome Coffee, was on Grow Well podcast. And I will have a direct link to that for you in the show notes so you can hear more of their story, hear how their incredible company began, and why it's so important for them to have ethically made coffee. And he teaches us a whole lot about the way that coffee grows, how it's roasted, because guys, coffee is a plant. Can you see the beautiful connection here between plants, coffee, personal growth? It's really a gold mine or a coffee mine. Wait, coffees don't grow in mines. You get it. It's really an incredible episode. So I'll have a link for that in the show notes. And then lastly, if you haven't already subscribed, when I asked you to earlier in the episode... Here's your second chance. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of chances. You subscribe when you so choose. I'm not the boss of you. But I would, however, like to pretend for just a second that I am the boss and that I'm asking you to subscribe to the show because every single person who subscribes helps me to push the reach out for the way that we can share this content and grow this community together. And you are on my marketing team. Like, I don't know if you know that or not, but now you do. So, I expect you to screenshot this episode, share it with a friend who could use a little bit of encouragement, and if anything, just laugh at Johanna and I pretending like we have it all figured out. Not for one second do we think we have it all figured out, but let's just pretend. And when you share this episode, tag Grow Well Podcast on Instagram, follow along with the episodes there, and you'll hear all kinds of really great plant information and personal growth information. It's a really incredible community of people at Grow Well Podcast on Instagram. Okay, whew, that felt like more than I meant to say, but that's all. Thank you so much for hanging out with Joe and I today, and I hope you have an incredible week of growing well. 